And now the starting lineup for your daily dribble. He goes fat lamb harder in the paint each and every week. Go ahead and give it up for Liam Hancock. He's got a 98% laugh rate. Easily the most humble member of this lineup. And he's not too bad on the eye either. It's Roe Hancock. And as always, he calls the shots and he hits the shots. A man affectionately referred to as Diesel, your host, Nick Zamet. And welcome back to the Daily Dribble Podcast, guys. As always, I'm your host, Nick Zamet, here recording on Halloween, the 31st of October 2020, joined by none other than Lee Hancock. What's going on, guys? I was going to try to think of, because I just realized it was Halloween, I was going to try to think of a play on words, but I couldn't What do you got for me? Nothing? God, I was thinking something Freddy Krueger. I've got nothing. Got nothing at all. Well, we'll move ahead to our next episode. Has Roy got something? No, I no. don't have anything. It's a morning episode, still feeling a bit... Bit, you know, getting uh, we're, we're terms tra- with things. We're trying to we're trying to get things going, but yeah, happy Halloween. How are we? Good, 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 good. That's I've good. Be, really been looking forward to this week's episode. Yeah. Uh, on today's show, we have our Western Conference grading. Looking forward to that. For those of you who missed last week's episode, we did the Eastern Conference. Well worth checking out. There was, uh, I think, for most. For the most part, we were pretty aligned, weren't we? There were a few little debates involved. But a couple, yeah. I no doubt think today's episode will prove to be a little more inconclusive. Okay. I'm looking forward to some okay. contrasting opinions on this one. Um, we'll also quickly, before we get into that, recap some of the news from around the league during the week. Which there hasn't been heaps of. Hasn't been heaps no. so Again, we'll rattle through this pretty quickly. Uh, before we get into it, guys, can thank you for continuing to stay up to date with all of our social media channels, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and TikTok. You may have seen our YouTube video during the week, um, the pretty abysmal showing oh, in the skull off from myself. And I, feel, I honestly feel sorry for anyone who had to endure that video. That was My bit was good. Yours was quite solid. In Lee's way, brought us back. Um, <laughs> but it wasn't a Rose great was, showing. Rose was fine. And then Nick's just was the honestly the worst skull I've ever seen in my life. If you haven't seen it, go check it out on our YouTube. Uh, just while we're here and we're on the gradings, um, what do you gratings give me? for last week. What do you give me? Next, um, that's, next, an F, that's an F, isn't it? No, it wasn't. Uh, it was. It, it was, wasn't. Yeah, it wasn't yeah. good. We have was, to be honest here. I was trying to think of something to compensate, but you, it was just such a woeful um, effort. Probably say for roll a B minus and for oh. Lee, maybe a straight A. Yeah, I'll take, yeah I'll, I'll take a flat C because I wasn't happy with my effort. But yeah, well, well Nick stuffed up Ro because Nick made Ro laugh. Well, I give, well, give Ro a C plus. This, okay, let's fast forward two months from this date. Yeah, It'll be yeah. New Year's Eve. Uh, maybe that should be my, uh, my New Year's resolution to uh, to improve my sculling abilities. God, uh, I'd tell love you what, to see it. wouldn't mind a bit of work on that. Absolutely, <laughs> we'll look to make it happen. Let's get into it, fellas. Uh, odds and ends. I will kick us off Go with ahead. a bit of news a little closer to home. Perfect. Our NBL team, the Tasmanian Jack Jumpers. Yes. Well, just quickly, is the name growing on you guys? The more you hear it and see it, yeah. I think it is just because it's associated with such a good like logo, and yeah. they've been building their brand. I'm rating it now. Yeah. I don't mind yeah, it. Yeah, I love I, it. I don't mind it, and clearly, the broader public is on board with us. We now have officially ticked over two thousand members. Two thousand so foundation members. You're one of them. Incredible effort. Yeah. I am. My mum's one. Uh, not. I know a yeah. few people who are members. So, your uh, T-shirt arrived. Uh, not yet. I think it's going to be eight weeks. Jesus. Eight weeks. God, so what are they doing? That's right. It should be here soon. Um, to be honest, I'd kind of forgot they were coming, so that'll yeah, be a nice little surprise when they arrive. But uh, You're going to be rocking that proudly, I can imagine. Absolutely. No, I will be. Loud and proud. So. I'll sign up within the week. Uh, congratulations to the whole organisation. It's a fantastic start and things mm. are looking promising. Yeah, love that. I'll, I'll go next, guys. Um, got some more coaching news. Um, Mike D'Antoni. He's going to become the assistant coach under Steve Nash at Brooklyn. Um, he coached Steve Nash during his prime years, mm. um, during the sort of mid-2000s there. So, it seems like with this coaching appointment and also the assistant coaches, they're trying to build the chemistry straight from the get-go. You know, yep. we've got Amari Stoudemire and Steve Nash who have already played a lot of basketball together and have that existing, uh, I guess, relationship. Yeah, that's right. And then... Same thing with Mike D'Antoni and Steve Nash. They're already... And already, Stoudemire, though. He was coaching Stoudemire. It was the 07 yeah, season, yeah. I think. Yeah. Well, what's going to be interesting, the fact you just mentioned 
um, Nash and Dentoni together with the Suns. Yeah. The fact that they were kind of the driving forces between the seven seconds or less offense. Yeah. Um, it'll be interesting to see if they try and implement this with Kyrie, KD, uh, those high-caliber players. Yeah, so, yeah. Certainly going to be an interesting year in Brooklyn. I'm looking forward to it. I haven't got too much um, on the front of odds and ends, and I didn't even put it in my notes, but I saw that um, Celtics are... You know, still looking to acquire a big centre. I know they had, I think, Gobert on the radar and Andre I saw Drummond. this. Yeah. I saw this. And I think that's a that would be a pretty um, suitable option, really. Rudy Gobert's the type of player who doesn't really need to affect the scoreboard, but his defensive um, plays top-notch, like top three per year. Won a few defensive player of the year awards already, and I think he'd be, he'd be great at the Celtics personally. You're the Boston man here, Rose, so... There was a couple of trades I saw during the week. I won't, I can't remember the draft picks off the top of my head, so I won't mm. include them. But if you were to take Rudy Gobert and Jordan Clarkson yep. in a straight swap for Gordon Haywood and Marcus Smart, would you do it? Uh, I, th- I think you'd have to, to be honest yeah. with you. Because they've got that ball to. handling already, don't they? Yeah, yeah. Gordon Haywood, I'm, I'm fine with disposing of, even though he's, he's you know, I, I don't dislike any of the Celtics players, but I think his time at the Celtics is probably coming to an end. 30-plus million with yeah, the injuries he's had. Exactly. It's when you chucked Marcus Smart in there, it made me really think about that one because he's, you know, all first um, team all defense. Yeah. Um, he's only young, but when you think about it, yeah, the big man position is the position that we're lacking in at the moment. And to have a multi-defensive player of the year award winner come over, along with Jordan Clarkson, who is a natural scorer. I think you've got to do that. I think yeah. it's even a bit too generous to chuck Jordan Clarkson in there. I think you're giving really? too much. Yeah. I'd I'd probably do – it'd be pushing it, but I'd probably do Gobert for Haywood and Smart. Really? Yeah. They need Jeez. that big man, and Haywood's come to the latter end of his prime and his career. Yeah, like Rose said, the only the big piece you're giving up is a young, um, upcoming – Great Marcus defender. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, watch his space. Who knows what will happen? Mm-hmm. What about Andre Drummond? Would you like to see him there? I'd love mm-hmm. to see him there, to be honest. <laughs> I'd probably <laughs> rather go bear. Oh, yeah, but, definitely. Yeah. But, but, like, yeah, he'd be a handy pickup. Probably the too. best rebounder in the game. Other coaching news. Go ahead. I was on delay there, wasn't I? <laughs> Other coaching news. Uh, I'll kind of double back to the Houston Rockets there. Um, they've acquired, well, Barring formal um, announcement, yeah. Um, Stephen Silas will take yeah. over the head coaching role from Mike D'Antoni. Um, he comes off his role as Dallas assistant coach. Okay. He also spent time as as an assistant for Charlotte and the Golden State Warriors. So I hadn't heard his name too much at all. Yeah, it's a name I wasn't too familiar no. with. But again, it should be interesting to see what he does with um, a team filled with such high end talent. Yeah. Um, whether or not Harden and Westbrook are both there come next season's another story. But, yeah, he's certainly going to have a interesting job on his hands. Yeah, he's he's definitely got to turn it around um, sooner rather than later or else the blowtorch will start to come down on him as they tend to do on these teams who should be performing better than they than they are. No doubt. Uh, also, former Rockets man Daryl Morey is taking over basketball operations for the 76ers. Oh. Um, Elton Brand will keep his role as general manager. So... I tell you what, it's just been an absolute merry-go-round the last month or two with coaches mm. and you know front offices. It's yeah. really hard to keep up with, isn't it? It is. And talk about a guy who's got a lot on his hands, trying to turn that Philly organisation mm. around from where they are at the moment, which is me- mediocre at best. Um, yeah. he ne- he's got some serious work to do. Does every t- yeah? Because Pace has got Nate Bjorgen the other week. Does every team have a coach now? Uh I think so, isn't it? Do they? Yeah, they they probably do. Or else there'd still be some potential candidates flying around. But I think everyone's found a home at this stage. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, exciting times. Absolutely. I can't wait till we start getting some player movement. I'm kind of over the coach movement now. Yes. I'm looking forward to seeing some big names on the move. Won't be long. Do you fellas have anything else? I have one more. Do you know who I've, lot of, I've lost a lot of respect for? Oh, here we go. A guy yep. named Terrence Davis. You hear what he did throughout, throughout um, the week? Probably not throughout the week, but... Um, what came up throughout the week? No, I miss this. He's been arrested for punching his ex girlfriend in the face. Oh, jeez. Yeah, yeah, that's doctor. Doctor. Yeah, yeah, right. But come on, who? He's... That's um, that terrible. Is poor form. That's terrible. His ex girlfriend. Do we know what? Um, I don't know. Has it been confirmed? 
Uh, I don't know. Oh, you'd want to make it sure. Is, yeah. <laughs> it's from TMZ Sports. Oh, or... TMZ. Oh, we don't take them as a reputable. Sp- I mean, it's sports. not like they're going to come out and just say that he sucked up. Sucked up. Yeah, it's an interesting allegation to make with nothing. And she went to the hospital, yeah. complaining of swelling and pain in her left eye. Yep, real Jeez. ordinary, and we don't like that at all. And he was, was arrested um, on the scene. So there you go. Do we know what's going to happen? Is he? Scheduled to be in court? I don't know, to be honest. Ask TMZ. Watch your space. I never understand that all these all these players, and I know they're very few and far between, but who have got the world at their hands and are meant to be, you know, leading by example in the position they're in, and they just go ahead and do some really ordinary, silly things and Might chuck it all out. some fighting juice, row. I know um, <laughs> when I have a couple of drinks, I love having a bit of a, a, bit of a wrestle and a bit of a scrap. Uh, but that's um, against your that's white line fever against people you play no, competitive yeah. sport with. <laughs> yeah, that well, that's not fair. your spouse. <laughs> yeah, yeah, true. Um, very good though, Lee. Thank you for that one, okay. fellas. Let's move ahead. Let's start kickstart our Western Conference recap. Okay. Um, again, we did last week, and we put something up the other day. We'd love to hear from you guys how you think um, our gradings went, whether we did uh, not so well, or you know. Did all right. How so, did we go on last week according to um, the... According to our poll? Yeah, yeah. I think for the most part, most people thought we did all right. Okay. Um, so we, we take that as a win and yep. look to replicate that effort this week. Very good. Let's kick start with Dallas, Lee. What yeah, did mates. you have? I gave them a B minus. A B minus. Okay. I gave them a straight B. Okay. And I uh, I gave them a straight B as well. Yeah. Tell me why, Lee. Um, again... It's probably different because our grading system is different. But um, Luca obviously made himself known last year and he's just furthered that claim and furthered the um, title of being a superstar. KP um, KP came back and he wasn't looking the greatest after his injury, but towards the latter end of the season, he was looking like his old self. Um, the supporting cast and, um, you know, Tim Hardaway Jr. and um, Seth Curry, Kleber, um, they all showed that they had potential, which was partly mm. due to probably Rick Car- Carlisle bringing, yeah, bringing out the best in them. Um, and for that, I gave them B-. minus. Yeah, I agree with everything you've just said. Putting himself as a MVP candidate was certainly um, mm. surprising to a certain extent, but then also, you know, we could have seen this coming based on his first year. Um, they had the league's best offense. They were performing at a historical level. Yeah. Uh, really just, you know, nobody could stop them on the offensive end. Um, their defense was was 18th, so, you know, it kind of mm. leveled out a little bit there. Um, I think, though, like, they finished as the number seven seed. They lost to six against, lost in six against the Clippers. But had they, you know, had KP have not got ejected mm. in that first game, I think they would they were in good shape and who knows what. Could have potentially happened in that series. Very so, true. Yeah, I think they were well with a chance to knock off the Clippers. Yeah, yeah, I agree with everything you guys are saying. Um, first time that they made the playoffs in a few years, so yeah. positive signs. And I think you know when you've got a player like Luca um, at the helm, it was bound to happen sooner <laughs> rather than later. And I think I personally think the Luca Porzingis duo going forward, if both of them can stay healthy, particularly. Porzingis, because he's the one who's been susceptible to injury so far. If he can, um, you know, get on top of that, I think they're going to be a dangerous duo, and I think they'll keep rising up those Western Conference um, standings over the next few years. No doubt. Very good, fellas. Let's move ahead to Denver. I gave them an A minus, B plus, A minus for me as well, Nick. A minus. Well, we're in sync. I'll start with this one. So it was a. Quite a slow start from Jokic to kickstart the season, which kind of mm. seems to be a bit of a trend of his. He worked his way into it. Um, once he got going, though, he was just so dominant. And he's... MVP calibre. Well, he was, and he's by far the best big um, man in terms of passing in the league. Yeah. Um, and it's kind of nice to know for all the talk of small ball and the league transitioning to threes and things like that, uh, that the big man still can be useful mm. and is pivotal to a certain extent. Uh, for me, it was great to see Michael Porter after the year last year on the sidelines to see him on the court. Yeah. Um, if he mm. can get better defensively, that'll be huge. But, again, nice to see him being that offensive spark. Yep. Uh, they had a hell of a fight against the Jazz and the Clippers, and beating both of them in seven just showed the, like, the true heart this team has. Yeah. Um, and Jamal Murray, what a mm. revelation he was. He yeah. really put himself into 
I guess, superstar talk. Yeah. So, therefore, A- minus for me. Yeah. The, the, the type of team who, for some unknown reason, always seems to go under the radar and they're not really given too much credit, are they? The whole year, people were talking about the two LA teams, um, but no one really gives any credit to, to the Denver Nuggets and I'm not really sure why because they've, you know, performed or probably overachieved for the last few years and they've got some elite players. Um, you were touching on Jokic before and now Jamal Murray is slowly but surely turning into one of the elite point guards in the league. Um, I think they've still got a lot to look forward to in Denver, and still got Bulbo to look forward to yeah, as well. Bulbo, I forgot about that guy, but yeah, he's he's a promising promising young player, and um, even players like Jeremy Grant this yeah. year were were super impressive, and um, they're the type of players who are going to take this team from you know medio- mediocrity to you know, legit championship contenders, and I think that's what they are at the moment. So, yeah, definitely deserving of a A-minus rating at the moment. You'd have to say that this season was probably one of the franchise's best seasons, I'd say, one of the Denver Nuggets' best seasons. Now, that was the 08-09 Nuggets with, you know, Melo and Billups and um, who else they have there? I think they picked up. J.R. Smith. Did they? Back then. Probably. Yeah, yeah, I think they right. picked up yeah. Iverson later in the season, but um, I'd say this is one of their best seasons, and that comes back to what you said, Nick. They're a team that plays with a lot of heart. Yeah. They're a very resilient team. They're not afraid to um, compete compete against the top tier teams. Um, but yeah, I just I'll just mimic what both of you said. Jokic was amazing. Jamal Murray's been developing into a superstar, and. The fact that this was one of their best seasons is exciting because they've still got they're, great, sti- they're still building and growing, particularly yeah. in the West as well. We th- we think about how many other great teams there are in this Western Conference, and it's stacked. And year after year, they're always amongst the the better teams in the league. So, yeah, yeah really really good team. This one exciting time to be a Denver Nuggets fan. It is. Do you know any? Do we? I don't know any. Do you know any? Don't think no. so. But um, yeah, they're yeah. hidden in there somewhere, somewhere yeah. in the room under the radar. <laughs> Um, the Golden State Warriors, they had the worst record in the league row. What did you give them? This was a really strange one. Yes. Um, yeah. I reckon this was the hardest one just about to pick this to was, give them a grade. I would, yeah. Well, when you look at their record, and I, I'll give their grading quickly, but when you look at their record, you think they probably should be an F. Mm-hmm. But I I gave them a D, so not, not as bad, but it's a really strange one. What did you give them? I gave them a D plus. Yeah. And I you, gave them a D minus. Yeah. So, we're all in that kind of D area. Uh, a straight D from you, Roy. Straight D. Hard to give them a logical grading based off everything that happened this year. Yeah. Um, it wasn't an ordinary season, not to mention they were missing their two best players, two superstars of the league in Steph and, and Clay Thompson. Um, but you look at their record, 15 and 50. Uh, it's Ouch. not pretty. It's not pretty. Um, I guess the silver lining was that they unearthed Eric Pascal. Um, in his rookie season, who was sort of allowed to shine when yep. perhaps he wouldn't have been able to shine otherwise. Um, what it did show and what I think most people were probably already aware of was how ordinary Draymond Green is when he doesn't have those superstar players like Stephen Clay um, alongside him. He looks he looks out of his depth. Fantastic player, isn't he? Being a third or fourth option, being able to be that defensive stopper. Um, kind of facil- facilitating not have to score a boatload. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, he does get found out, doesn't he? Yeah. They'll be back next season, no doubt, though. Yeah. No, likewise for me, once Steph went down with a broken hand, it pretty much sealed their fate. Um, I think I, g- I gave them a little bit of a plus for trading Russell for Wiggins and what will mm. now become number two overall pick. Yeah, like I it. think that was a savvy bit of business. And getting that pick, um, they can potentially – look to acquire another big star to put with Steph and Clay in this upcoming mm. um, draft, mm. or they can sign a, a young gun for the future, whether it's a Lamello or a James Wiseman, Anthony Edwards, mm, any of these sure. players. Um, I think it put them in a good spot, and hopefully Wiggins now, he really struggled in Minnesota. I think having players of such a high calibre and Steph and Clay to kind of bounce off and learn from, will do nothing but benefit him. Yeah. Um, but as you said, seeing Pascal, Kai Bowman. Yes. Yeah. Uh, Smalagic, uh, our man. Smalagic, um, yes. Once Toscano Anderson, seeing a couple of these players get a few minutes that they yeah. wouldn't normally was was a plus in my book. 
has yeah. to be. That's what that's what I was going to say. You need to find the light in the dark, and you need to be optimistic. They spent most of the years just developing these young players in Pascal Poole, um, Bowman. Is it Bowman or Bowman? I never know. I say Bowman. Yeah, Bowman, I, say I say Bowman. Bowman as well. But um, yeah, just developing them, giving them a, th- a few minutes. But it was good to have a gap year for them because yeah. even um. Head coach, out, don't you? Yeah, Steve, Steve, head coach Steve Kerr said, you know, the star players even needed a bit of a break, else they just would have been worn out. Well, yeah. they've what? They've made the finals the last, was it four years? Four years? Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, sounds about right. Yeah, against against Raps. So four years, 82-game season, you're probably going to play, they've probably played on average another 20 games, 20 to 25 in the playoffs each year. So yeah. you're playing 107 games a season, roughly. Uh, that takes a hell of a toll on the body, so it probably was good. Um, to have that kind of break. And I know yeah. as poor as Draymond was, I think it was good that he didn't, even if he was healthy, play all the time. Yeah. I think mm. having a bit of time for the, the mind and the body to recuperate was probably of benefit to him. Yeah, yeah, spot on. Let's move ahead to the Houston Rockets. Lee, where did you have them? I had them at B-. minus. Yep, B- minus as well. B- minus is all round, fellas. Go. Okay, we'd like to be on the same page. So, Lee, what was your reasoning for this one? Um. Well, they picked up Russ Westbrook, um, yep. assuming that him and Harden would dominate. But for the first, you know, at least half of the season, it just seemed like they didn't fit together. Mm-hmm. It was a bit awkward. It wasn't until they traded Clint Capella. And Clint, don't get me wrong, he played exceptionally well. He was amazing, but it just didn't trans- translate into wins. Um, but it wasn't until he left that they started perking up, and in particular, Russell Westbrook. He was just shooting bricks for the first half of the season. Mm. Then they got Rob Carver and implemented this small ball lineup, and um, then they found themselves starting to play some pretty good ball. Yeah, hundred mm. percent. They yeah, this small ball revolution was really it's such an experiment, and I think I really like it in the regular season. Um, but I think once you come into a series, and we saw against the Lakers, they got knocked out in five, beat them in game one. Yeah. And I think that's, you know, kind of indicative of this small ball lineup. It catches people off guard and it takes a bit of time to adjust. But once you kind of, for the Lakers after game one, that feel out game, they kind of clicked onto what was happening and just absolutely dismantled them with their size. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I do, I think it was. Good getting rid of Capella and trying something new because they were stagnant. And Westbrook, for that kind of January-February period, was looking like a damn MVP player. Mm, yeah, um, for sure. But, and that kind of comes back to, again, him being aware of his game, not shooting bricks, as yeah. you said, Lee. And if he drives to the bucket every time, he's going to score at will. Mm. Um, and they really, if they keep him this season, need to go back to that next year. But I think... They also need a centre. They need someone yeah, yep. who can match up with the Go Bears, the Drummonds, the ADs of the world because Eric Gordon, I oh know PJ Tucker, should I say, is just mm. not that guy. I do no. really commend, and I don't think he gets enough credit, Mike D'Antoni for his gameplay. Like he allowed Russ to drive by his um, spacing on the floor and bring the, bring, um, what's his name? That's his name, Shoe Collection. Um, PJ. Yeah, PJ onto the onto, <laughs> onto the wing and he was a threat from three. Which, In that corner. Which was... would bring the centre out and allow Russ to drive. So I think he doesn't get enough credit. Is that just me? Or um, yeah, that? but I think they should have done that earlier. Uh, Even though I they mean, did have Capella in the team. Capella, but yeah. um, mm. I think just the fact that they had him shooting yeah. was not a great call. Yeah, um, yeah. Whether he wants to or not, as the coach, you need to say, man, that's not your strength. You need to get to the bucket. We've got hard... debate about this all day. Granted, the daily debate. (laughs) We might have to. Did you you have anything else on that one? Um, Not really. I mean, I thought it was a fairly predictable season from the Rockets. you know, to finish fourth in, in the West is a is credit to them. At times throughout the season, though, they were sort of fluctuating between fourth to seventh to eighth. Yeah. Oh, not so much eighth, but fourth to seventh. Um, that whole congestion was real tight there, wasn't it? It was. Fourth to third to seventh. Yeah. Um, first season of Harden-Westbrook I thought was pretty hit and miss. Um, they'd go through periods where it wasn't working at all and then go through periods where it looked like it was – you know, clicking on all cylinders. Same with the small ball lineup. It's a very hit and miss type um, style of gameplay, in my opinion. I don't think it's going to work going forward. In all honesty. Well, my question then: Has there 
with the Rockets have been so close against the Warriors um, in the conference finals, even this year they had a chance. Has their door just about shut? Do you think with the in the Harden era? Uh, it's no. it's it hasn't shut yet, but geez, I, they they really Slightly need ajar. Yeah, they they need to work work it out fairly quickly in terms of what pieces do they need to recruit to get over the top of the Lakers and get over the top of Denver going forward because. With James Harden and Russell Westbrook as as your two guys going forward, um, revolving your game around them, you probably need, as we were mentioning before, maybe a a big guy yeah. to, you know, to control things on the boards. Um, yeah, but that that was like Clint, that was Clint's role, and it still didn't work. So yeah, you don't know what to do. Get a better center. I mean, you'd have twenty rebound. I uh, know, but like, I don't. I don't know if that's a thing. I don't know what is the thing they need. I think, like Rose said, they just need to sort that out. Mm, yeah, it's a tough one. Whether it be, it thing. might, it might just be come down to the case of trading, like Russ. Yeah. Maybe that's that just could, that's well with yeah. in the realms of possibility. They've certainly got an interesting off season coming up. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Let's move ahead. I, I'm interested to see how this one goes. The Clippers. I gave them an A minus. I gave them a B minus. I gave them a C minus. Jesus yeah. Christ! Yeah. Wow. Okay. So this is this is probably the biggest uh, one in terms of contrast we've had. Yeah. Where do we? Uh, let's start with you, Lee. I think they played pretty good bowl because uh, the thing is, you base your grading um, based off expectate your expectations for them, and I just base them off how they actually went. Um, so, but I think they played a pretty good um, season. I, I do think, and you may disagree with me, but I think they're a bit more coherent when they didn't have PG thirteen in the lineup. Um, they had the deepest and probably the best surrounding crew in, you know, Lou Wiltrez, Pat Bev. They picked up Reggie Jackson. He was good in the playoffs. Marcus Morris for Harkless. Yeah, as well done. Um, I think that was a good trade. Yeah, um, but I think I think they played. A minus worthy level bowl. Let's move down Except to the for the playoffs. Then. The playoffs they played pretty woeful. Yeah, I mean, I was just about to say if the gradings were just for the regular season alone, I probably would have given them about an A minus B plus the lowest. Um, but I did take into account the fact that they were so ordinary in the playoffs. They, as we we're mentioning with the Mavs before, the Mavs quite potentially could have really got over the top of the Clippers. And imagine going out in the first round with so much hype surrounding. You, and particularly finish, finishing second in the West, you would have hoped that they went a bit further. Um, yeah, it was just a really ordinary end to the season for mine. It definitely affected their grading. You look at Paul George and um, he looked a shell of the player that he once was, particularly once he went into the bubble. And I know he had certain things affecting him. and Like everyone. And like everyone, yeah, yeah. Um, but he needed to do better, didn't he? Yeah. Um, and I think when you look back at it, the overall team chemistry took a huge hit after this season. Mm-hmm. Um, there's still a chance that they might decide to blow the whole thing up, even though I think personally they'll probably persist with it another season. Um, new head coach might be bringing a, you know, different ideas and a lot of agents think Kawhi will just leave. Yeah, I. T- well, he's got one year left before mm-hmm. he goes into free agency. I think mm-hmm. they'll run it back one more year mm-hmm. and then. Yeah test the market but mm. essentially i gave them a b minus because the regular season was was pretty good overall but the the um playoffs were absolutely terrible when you look back at it right i'm up c minus i don't think their regular season was that good um okay. in terms of their record i think it was you know they finished second 49 and 23 but i don't think they really ever clicked out of first gear and it kind of translated into the playoffs i think they just couldn't find, you know, that next step to really, you know, put the put the foot on the throat and go for it. I guess. Um, <laughs> and the fact they were, they were strong title favourites, and when the lights were on brightest, they didn't turn up in the playoffs. They blew a three-one lead, and they held double-digit leads in all of those closeout games. Um, and those players we mentioned, Paul George, Kawhi, when it really mattered most, they just weren't there. Mm. Um, and I think the kind of ego they had at the start. It wasn't reflective of the way they played. The kind of, mm. I guess, they played with such um, 
Like, attitude. They, they were already... Yeah, attitude. But they who do you think had the ego? Because I don't think, like, Kawhi Leonard had an ego at all. Well, he's think? the only one who is allowed to because he's yeah, done it finals yeah, MVP, exactly. but, but do everyone you think else... the team or the fans more? Oh, the team. I okay. think it's certain players for sure. The team. So I think just based on the expectations they had from myself and everyone and how poorly they did, um, yeah. like, I don't think they were great regular season. The only games they really turned up for were those Lakers games. Yeah, um, that was a good, great game, actually. But, yeah, I, I just, I was so disappointed by them. I mm. was really hoping we'd have a LA conference final. Mm. And the fact they nearly, they could have potentially lost against the Mavs and they blew a 3-1 lead to the Nuggets. It's This season, like a C, a straight C for me is a, like average. Yep. I don't, yep. I think they were below average. Okay. What are you, what are we expecting next season, just quickly? From the, from the Clippers, have, have, will they have learnt from their mistakes of this season, particularly in the playoffs? Will they come out with a vengeance, or do we think because their team chemistry is lacking at the moment that they might struggle even more so than? I reckon. I th- I think going into the year, a lot of teams kind of thought, oh, you know, how are we going to beat them? They can't be beaten. Mm-hmm. But I think, like, if I was, you know, a whoever the case, a Denver or whatever, I'd be thinking, you know, we can beat these guys. I reckon we've got their number. Mentally, um, they're probably not up to it. Yeah, I think that's where they'll crumble. Mm. And I think should Paul George start the season poorly, he might uh, go into a yeah. bit of a spiral. Yep. It's really going to be key that he starts well. Yeah. Do they have too many mouths to feed? Because, you know, like Kawhi Leonard and Paul George, when he's playing good, can both um, score, you know, probably 30-plus mm. points. But they're... Around the like lower twenty marks is that because they do have Lou Will and like there is a lot that? to mm. have to share around there, isn't there? Yeah. So and I'm afraid that's what could happen to the Brooklyn Nets. Like that's a that could be um, reminiscent of the Clippers season this year. Maybe they got a big year coming mm. up with Paul George and Kawhi both going into free agency at the end of next season. Yeah. That's for sure. Yeah, next one. Rattle ahead to the Lakers. A plus. A plus. A plus. What more can you say? <laughs> what a year. It was essentially a perfect season. Number it one was. seed. They absolutely dominated 52 and 19. They went 16 and 5 in the playoffs. Uh, LeBron mm. cemented himself as still the number one player in the league, capped off with another finals MVP. AD also put himself in top five talk. Um, and everyone doubted their depth. But, you know, when it mattered, Rondo mightn't have been great regular season. Mm doesn't matter they were the number one seed but in the playoffs he was incredible they got contributions out of Caruso Morris Kuzma hardly in the finals yeah <laughs> they did yeah. enough though and when you've got two players who are arguably two top 5 players in the league then everyone mm-hmm. just needs to kind of file in line behind them and follow their lead yeah, yeah. so i think it was a plus perfect year for them it couldn't have gone any better they channeled what happened with Kobe, yeah. and they really put in a phenomenal run. Yeah. They came out with a vengeance this season, particularly after missing the playoffs last year when, you know, people thought, ah, oh, LeBron's come come across to LA where it's going to be an automatic ring, but it wasn't the case. But this year, yeah, they've outstanding regular season, um, even better playoff run. Um, you can't really fault it at all, can you? Um, AD had an MVP slash Defensive Player of the Year caliber type season, even though he didn't take either of them out. Yeah. Um, he's really leading this team, I think, at the moment. He's over – well, LeBron is sort of slowly but surely handing the torch over to AD, even though LeBron – Don't hand it over yet, I don't think. Let him run with <laughs> yeah. it. Let him run with it for another couple of years. They can both hold on to yeah, it. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah, but um, no, outstanding season. I just love um, the duo's mindset of um, they both want – I don't know what it is. They've said it before. I think they said it in the post-game press conference, but how they push each other to play their best. I, it's not that at all. That's Do you know what the quote is that they said? I, I think I know what you're talking about, but they're I, ultimately, I th- ultimately I think they're really good for each other because yeah. they both push each other to their to their limit, limits. Um, and I think having a guy like who's so different, so... Like, AD is just that power forward centre, can just dominate in the paint, mm-hmm. hit the mid-range jumpers, whereas his other star players he's had, Kyrie Irving, uh, Dwayne Wade, like, AD's a different mould, yeah. and I think he just complements LeBron so well. And um, you get him really... in his prime as well. Well, that's it. That's it. And, you know, LeBron doesn't have to be the man every night, which is huge for him. Um, can't wait to see what they do next season. Okay, let's go ahead to the Memphis Grizzlies. Roy, where did you... 
Where did you have that? Where <laughs> I, did you have I that? gave them a B plus. B. Yeah, I gave them a B too. Yep. Uh, well and truly outperformed expectations yep. this year. They were three and a half games up in the eighth seed before the season ended. Uh, went two and six in the bubble, which was um, pretty catastrophic for them as they found themselves as the ninth seed and therefore they had to win two games against Portland. Mm. Um, for all money, it looked like they were only going to have to win one, but... Uh, yeah, ended up going down to Portland and not making the playoffs. Yeah, re- yeah. Sorry, you go. Okay, yeah. the reason I gave them um, probably one less mark than you, and I gave them a B, was because of that um, late bubble run. So, are you yeah. saying if they played well in the bubble, you would have given them an A minus? If they you? got to the playoffs, I would have given them a B plus. And then based on how they mm-hmm. went, but you you already gave I gave them a B. B. Oh, the, oh, B. oh, I was okay. a B. Tune in, <laughs> okay, Rose. Rose, you answer. I mean, they were question. unlucky not to make the playoffs, but their their um, run to end the season was quite tough. Not to mention they lost Jaron Jackson Jr., which yep. which obviously hurts. Um, but yeah, I reckon if they made the playoffs, I would have almost elevated them to an A minus because I, okay. as Nick was saying before, I, don't, I certainly think that they exceeded all the expectations placed upon them. They found um, a, a franchise cornerstone in Jar Morant, mm-hmm. Rookie of the Year. Well, yeah. he didn't only come in and dominate; he's established himself as the leader of that team in his rookie year. Yeah, and with Jaron Jackson Jr., Brandon Clark, Brandon Clark you've yeah. got a really exciting young core and a team for the future. Yep. Who's the center there? What's his name? Um... What, Valentin? Yeah, yeah, we didn't yeah. talk anything about him. You, what would you like to say about him? I know he played well. I just thought he should get a mention. <laughs> get, a, get a mention. Jarmoran takes over everyone's um, hype. <laughs> I always get confused, not confused, but I always mix up the last name of um, Valentinus and Vucci. Vucci Do you? Yeah. Both, both, both with Vs, aren't they? Both Vs. Yes. Both the, that must both be a real head spin. <laughs> Vucci Valley. Um, Minnesota. How oh, did you a straight D for you? Yeah. I had a D as well. F plus. Ah, do you want to start off? Another really infuriating season for for the Timberwolves this year. They've been terrible for so long, and you sort of just come into each season thinking they just have to improve eventually, don't they? Um, I think law of averages, isn't it? Yeah, bound to yeah do better. (laughs) You've got you've got um, you know considerable hope that they improve, and it just never comes along to be nineteen and forty five. Second last in the West, they would have been last if it wasn't for the injuries yep. to um, Steph and Clay and Golden State. I think the thing that deserves a plus is the fact that they got rid of Andrew Wiggins, whose time in Minnesota had obviously expired, and trans- uh, traded him to D'Angelo Russell, who's you know already got the existing chemistry with Carl Anthony Towns, yep. and also the fact that Carl Anthony Towns missed a fair few games also hurt. But when you look back on this season, there was no real signs of improvement in my mind. Yeah, likewise, I was pretty on board with what you've just said. I gave them a slight plus marks because I liked what I saw from Juancho Hernan Gomez and Jordan McLaughlin. Mm. Um, they certainly, you know, kind of outshone my expectations. Great pickups there. Um, likewise, the number six overall pick, Jarrett Culver, was mediocre, I thought. Mm. Um, I mm. think he has potential, but he didn't kind of deliver to the lofty expectations a lot of people put on him this season. Uh, so it is a fail. Who's no. the third go-to on that team? Now. You've got Cat and you've got D'Lo. Who's number three? Is there clear? Uh, probably based on what we saw, probably Hernan Gomez. Yeah, see, so like, even that, that the, is I a think testament yeah. to what we've just said. It's a drop-off in talent after those two. You've yeah. got Carl Anthony Towns, who's a star. D'Angelo Russell, who I guess you could be considered a star or an up-and-coming star, and then after that, it just goes up a very steep cliff. Culver's going to have to really improve. Um, likewise, Akogi has potential. Yeah. But, um, yeah, yeah, I do like Akogi, actually. They're not in a great position. They're in Minnesota in terms of uh, geographical location and their actual predicament. <laughs> mm, mm, for sure. <laughs> you love that one. <laughs> I did enjoy that. There was smoke. Um, <laughs> La- you're the only one that laughed. That's all right. right Pels. The Pels. Lee. C. C. Ro. D. Yeah, well, that's that's fair. I'll kickstart this one. Uh, The fact that Zion was out till January really hurt them, and they started 7-23, and which was Mm. just horrific, and it put them in a hole from the word go. Mm. Uh, When we did see Zion, what a phenomenal debut he had. But, again, he's just – there's always going to be the constant concern of injuries with him. Um, I gave them a big plus mark for what Brandon Ingram did. They, like, as I said, 7-23, and but off the back of his performances – 
he made his first All Star appearance, and he really took mm. his game and that team to um, actual content or not contenders, but to um, playoff potential. Yep. Uh, they went again two and six in the bubble, and they had the easiest run home. They really mm. blew it. Um, and yeah, so that was a, a down mark for me. Uh, they've got a good strong core. They just need everyone to stay healthy. Mm. So the fact that we didn't get to see Zion, I, I gave them just a straight average. I gave them a C because I took this year for the Pels as a year of development for them because it was like Lonzo and um, Ingram, they came in from the Lakers, but it's obviously a new... You didn't see development though? You weren't happy with that? No, I did. That's what I'm saying. It was a year. Oh, why you gave them a C? Yeah, like yeah. they're adapting to this new team and um, new players around them. Lonzo didn't do much in terms of developing his shot, but I think his playmaking definitely improved. Him and Zion are going to be great together. Your favourite. Not my favourite. You bring up the tape, mate. And then Ingram, <laughs> he's been asserting himself as probably one of the, would you say the best scorers in the game? He's one of the better ones for no, sure. Oh, no. He's, he's in a, probably the third tier. Third tier. Second tier of second, scoring. Oh, I'd give him second tier. Second or High third. High second. And then um, Drew Holiday, I think he gets looked past a lot, but he played mm. great ball. Yeah, that's fair. I, I think my grading's based off my expectations before the season to what eventually happened. Yeah. Um, you obviously can't help the Zion injury. Didn't come back until a few months into the season, which hurts and gets them off on the back foot. Um, but I still think that, you know, third last in the, in the West. I still think with some of the players on that team, we look at Lonzo, we look at Brendan Ingram, Drew Holiday, JJ Redick was there for a while, yeah, JJ. wasn't he? He was. Um, I, th- I think their on-court roster was probably better than a lot of the teams who finished above them. So I think it probably was a failure of the year in saying that, you know, losing AD to the Lakers was always going to leave an enormous hole um, in that franchise, but I guess they had a few pieces who have uh, filled that to that an boy. extent. Yep. Um, but yeah, not a great season for mine. It's not like they did that trade with um, the thought in mind that this year was going. Like they did this the trade a rebuild for the future, year, wasn't it? Really, yeah. like a kind of get the pieces in place, let them yeah. develop, and then hopefully next season we go for it. That's why I more said so. it was a developing year for them, which I stand by. Yep. Excellent, well Lee. Okay, C. Yep. I gave them an A minus. I gave them an A. Yeah, right. So we're a bit all over the place there. Um, I'll start. Okay. Like I, I pegged them right at the bottom of the conference, along with Memphis. Um, they certainly sp- surpassed my expectations and were led by Chris Paul, who had just, I guess, kind of, what would you say? A, not, it's not a breakout year, but it's kind of like, I guess, a coming, a return to form, you could say. Yeah. Um, he really asserted himself as the leader, but not only did he... Um, you know, show up on a nightly basis in terms of box score and um, output. But the way he developed players like Shea um, and Schroeder, just being able to bring mm. them along with him and improve them, mm. I think is a testament to him. Yeah. Uh, on Shea, he had a great year. Again, learned, probably had the perfect mentor. Mm. Um, Schroeder, I think, was fantastic. I think should have won sixth man of the year. Um, should have. Pushed the Rockets to seven and, you know, we're so close to going through yeah. to the second round. Um, but yeah, again, a team where we thought nothing of them, they really mm. showed true underdog spirit. And I think they're just, they are probably in the best spot for the future based on, oh my God, they've got assets coming out of the Don't wazoo yeah. from, from, uh, Houston and the Clippers there. Mm. Like they have the amount of draft picks they've got as well as the talent they currently have. They are going to be a team for the decade. That's yep. for sure. They're set up for a long while, aren't they? I think my, Grady might be a little higher than than others just based off the fact that I personally thought they'd be bottom three in the West, maybe even bottom two, yeah. um, based off the fact that they've lost Westbrook, who was a multiple M- MVP-type um, player, replacing it with an ageing CP3, you know, alongside a young squad, Gilgis Alexander, who's still up and coming, and also Dennis Schroeder. But they surprised absolutely everyone, um, particularly in the, in the regular season. Um, to finish that high in the West with the assets that they had, it was it was a surprise. The you know the first round playoff exit was was disappointing, but in saying that, um, I don't think many people thought they'd be anywhere near the playoff playoff picture um, yeah. at the start of the season. So 
uh, they yeah were one of the more surprising teams, if not the most surprising team for mine this season. Without a doubt. The only I uh, mimic everything you say, but the only thing I want to bring up is Dort, which you guys didn't. Dorty. His playoff run was amazing, and it just it's just one of those players that proves he can do it on the given occasion. He had a purple patch, didn't he? Against Harden, he absolutely yeah. had him on clamps. Yeah. Unfortunately, it was Harden who had him on clamps on the play that mattered most. <laughs> yes. Um, yeah. But that's okay. Yeah, no, he had a real Reminds me out. of, like, Marcus Smart. Just a real dog, isn't he? Yeah, yeah and defensive, dog. real good player. If he can uh, get a little bit more consistent with the three-point shooting because he had a couple of games of absolute bricks. He mm. also had some huge he games. had a hat, yeah, he had a couple of huge games. I, I was going to give him his credit, like, yeah. <laughs> but... Um, yeah, no, I think he'll be one to watch out for next year and I guess kind of uncovered maybe a uncut gem. Yep. I was going to say a hidden gem, but I wanted to tie in the movie oh, yep. reference. Uh, Phoenix, Sounds. fellas, where do you have them? B. Uh, Phoenix I had as a flat B, yeah. I gave them a C+. Okay. Why did you guys have them so high? Wait. Um, well, let's just start off with saying they had a very strong start until, you know, the number one 2018 draft. Uh, Aiton copped a 25-game suspension for failing the um, P. What what what's it what's it stand for? I just looked it up before. It's it's um performance enhancing drug test. I think yeah, loves his acronyms. <laughs> but they still did have a good season. I love tuning into a Phoenix game and seeing um, D. Booker Rubio and Kelly Oubre just do what they do. And I really. For me, Ricky Rubio is one of my favourite facilitators and playmakers in the game, and he has been for a long Underrated, time. Underrated, isn't he, probably, he you is. could say. He is. His IQ is pretty much through the roof, and um, you can't discredit that um, bubble run. That was amazing. 8-0 undefeated. They had a pretty hard um, hard uh, schedule, didn't they? I'm yeah, pretty sure. Yeah, they... Well, they knocked off the Clippers. They they didn't. They certainly didn't have the easiest schedule, that's no. for sure. Yep, yep. Um, uh, yeah, another team similar to Memphis who I didn't expect to be anywhere near um, as good as they were. I know they missed out on the on the playoffs, but they've been so ordinary for so many years that you sort of, <laughs> to a, to an extent, like you want them to improve. And I guess they have they have this year. They were in the playoff picture. Um, Devin Booker continued to grow as a player, and he looks to be that guy who's going to lead them out of the dark after being in in the pitch black for so many years. Um, DeAndre Ayton is a huge positive. Looks like he's going to be a nightly double-double threat for the, you know, entirety of his career. Yeah. And then even adding Rubio and Baines um, were just really great handy additions and it sort of added to their core and makes their, you know, entire lineup look a bit more settled than it has been in the last few years where there's been players going in and out, um, you know, on a nightly basis. Yeah. Yeah, I echo everything both of you have just said. Um, I think they were a real bright spark of the season in that bubble format. Uh, the only reason I didn't give them, say, a B minus was the fact they went 8 and 0, but yet still missed out. Mm. It kind of just signals where they were at yeah. in the regular season. Yep. Um, so I kind of give them a knock for that. But yeah, and give, Nick, give DeAndre Ayton a big knock because these players don't understand how. Well, they probably do, but like how um, detrimental just twenty five games can be. Twenty five games can yeah. be just don't. You, John Collins as well. He kind yeah. of put a bit of a railroad spike in the uh, the Hawks campaign early on as well. So yeah. it does have an impact. Uh, let's move ahead to Portland. I gave them a C plus. I gave them a C plus also. Yeah. I gave them a B. A B? Yeah. Okay. Why did you give them a B? Oh, the love Lillard. <laughs> I love Lillard, but it wasn't only Lillard. He wasn't just amazing um, in the in the bubble, but he was, and that wasn't just a fluke, I'd say, because he, he was amazing all year. And then they got Carmelo, and that was um, some sort of a resurrection because he was, people were saying he was washed up, but he came back. CJ did what he had to do. Alongside Lillard, Nurkic was amazing for the time he was there. Not much of it. Not much of it, but what could you do? He was out for most of it, well, as was it. Collins, um, and that was probably the downfall of them. But Yeah, Rodney Hood went down early yeah. with his Achilles, Collins with his shoulder, Nurkic. Yeah, they were in a bit of strife early, weren't they? And Hassan Whiteside, he was fine on the blocking, and but he didn't do a heap. Their defence was a liability with Whiteside, Hazonia, Tolliver, Mm. Um, they just couldn't stop anyone. Yeah. So for as incredible as Dame was in the regular season, they weren't that good. So, And based on they were a Western Conference 
um, team last year, yeah. Western Conference Finals team last year. Yeah. Um, it was a slight above average, but it wasn't great. As you said, Carmelo, his resurgence. Um, yeah, I think Nurkic was great once he came back, but they lost 4-1 to the Lakers. Yeah. Is it time to break up CJ and Dame? I think we've been saying it for a few years, haven't we? <laughs> is it time? Um, uh, I'd it, say so. It probably is, to be honest. But then who do you replace CJ McCollum with? Um, what other people? Uh, like we look at maybe they were talking about about Bradley Bill for a while, but I think he sort of looks like he's going to be staying put in, in Washington for and a while. I don't reports. think that's a fair yeah, trade either. Bill's, he's I think, firmly ahead of McCollum now. Oh, I do as well, but I think in terms yeah. of that, that type of player to fill his spot. Um, Imagine that. Lillard and Bill together. Oh, so would you get another... God, the offense would be through the roof. Yeah. Would you get another shooting guard to be alongside Dame or would you make Dame be the main guard and get something else? I think he needs a running mate. Okay. I reckon. Yeah. Because he can't yeah. put up 60 point performances every night. Yes, he can. Can he? Yeah. <laughs> it's going to burn out very quickly. But so who then? I don't uh, know. No, that's a, a question for another episode, I reckon, Lee. Yep. Yep. Uh, you, you, you asked it, didn't you? Ask the question. I just said, is it time to break them up? Uh, yeah. I, yeah, <laughs> I gave them a C plus because, yeah, they did make the playoffs and I think it was a passable season overall in saying that they shouldn't have been in that position where they've only just made the playoffs to begin with at some stages throughout the regular season. They were looking, they were looking like they weren't going to make it. And yeah, as you were saying, Nick, particularly after making the Western Conference finals last year, um, it was sort of a far cry from where they were at that point last year. And I think, um, also the fact that they got Carmelo Anthony's career back up and going. Don't know how long for, but I guess that was a plus in my mind to, you know, he's got a bit of a home at the moment for the time being. Perhaps might even end his career there. Touch wood. What about Drew Holiday? Is that who you're thinking? Yeah, that's who came to mind. Wouldn't be a bad option. Don't mind it. it wouldn't be or a bad option. Fire up the trade machine later. Let's see if the numbers work. VO, maybe. Yes. <laughs> the trade machine is one of the worst yeah, tools ever made. You reckon, oh, I love it. I uh, love getting involved. It's fun, in it. but it's just so frustrating. Go into NBA Nuffies on, fa- on Facebook Nuffies. and, um, geez, there's some, some rare characters out there, particularly New York Knicks fans. No doubt. Sacramento. I gave them a D plus. D. D plus for me as well. Yeah, this team was really disappointing, I think. De'Aaron Fox was great, and he's getting better and better. Um, the locker room disharmony was yeah. just apparent for all to see with Buddy Hield. Mm. Uh, you could almost say a locker room cancer, not happy yeah. with his role. I wouldn't, yeah, but rightfully so. Like, he's a great player. I think Is he? he? Should, I think he, I think oh, he should. I think he's overhyped. I think he should not be coming off the bench. I think he should be starting wherever he is. That's big. Um, Bagley missed a heap of time with injury. They never really had a chance in the bubble, although one of the most exciting games I saw was in the bubble against the Pelicans where Bogdanovich just came out and oh, lit them up. Mm, I think was, it was a 3 a.m. shift for me that day, but yeah. <laughs> I, I was wide awake just watching him just absolutely sinking daggers. Yeah, um, A big knock for me and probably the biggest knock for me was the way that Luke Walton played them, the mm. fact that he slowed down the pace when yeah. you've got a team – with, you know, all this running potential, um, you know, Hill, Fox, all these young stars can really move and just they just yeah. need to tear teams apart with, yeah. with their speed. And Walton had them pretty much go the other way. So, yeah, yeah big knock for that. That's a fair knock as well. De'Aaron Fox, in my mind, and I think he is, in fact, the quickest player in the league from one end of the court to the other. Why would you be playing... Um, slow tempo. Yeah, really. slow ball. It d- doesn't make any sense. Um, I don't know where they'd be without Aaron Fox, to be honest. I don't know the direction that they'd be heading in, and I don't think I'd have much hope for their future, in all honesty. Um, Buddy Hield, obviously, yeah, he was unhappy all season, which sort of appeared to affect the overall team chemistry. Um, 13, 13th worst offense, 12th worst defense. That's going to need a lot of work heading into next season yep. um, on both sides of the court. Um, so, uh, yeah. You can't but, be bad at both, can you? You've either got to be yeah. no great at both or you've got to at least have one thing to really kind of hang your hat on. Yeah, mm. 100%. So, yeah, I I don't know. I Pick honestly, up the pace. honestly the don't know thing. what to expect from them next year. Has Luke Walton, is he still there? Is he out? He's still there for oh, now. Get him out. Hang on by a thread, surely. There's yes. not much more to say. You've basically said it. Said it all, you reckon, Lee? Yeah. Okay, okay. well, you kickstart us with the Spurs. I gave him a C-. I gave them a C-, too. Okay. 
Yeah, make that three. Lee, why was that? DeMar DeRozan, he was a good... He was at the helms of the franchise, and he was probably a good cornerstone, but... Um, for who, the Raptors? For the Spurs. What, this year? Yeah. You reckon? Ah, uh, well, he was... He's obviously in his latter half of his oh, prime. I don't probably. know about him as a cornerstone of a franchise. I mean, for what you've got, he's the cornerstone. Yeah. Who else? And then, but that okay, you go. You just no, say, no, no. You keep going. Sorry. No, that's all. And then past that, there's not much, which is probably why they didn't play well. First time, twenty-two years they missed the playoffs. I gave them a plus mark for Derek White, Lonnie Walker, and Dejounte Murray. I think they're really good pieces to build around. Um. I don't think you can have... So here's the issue. They've got DeRozan, Rudy Gay, and LaMarcus Aldridge between the three of them on about $68 million. That's That's not good. Mm. That's not good based on the production you're getting from them. I think they looked a lot better in the bubble when they didn't have Aldridge and just had DeRozan leading the team. He kind of yeah. looked more like the player he was in Toronto. Um, but, yeah, you know, I kind of didn't expect a whole lot. I thought this was going to be the year they finally missed out. Mm. Um, they always kind of find a way to get back into the playoffs, but this year wasn't the case. Yeah, completely different team to the San Antonio team we grew up with, with Duncan and Parker Ginobili. Yeah. Um, we've got a few of these guys, like Marcus Aldridge, now 35. He's well and truly past his prime. Um, so... Yeah, he was serviceable this year, but not enough to lift his team to the playoffs. I gave, I don't know if you guys did, I gave them a slight plus for their game against Houston. Um, the infamous uh, Harden, Harden dunk that didn't get counted. They oh, made that huge no. comeback off the back of Lonnie Walker. I forgot about that, but yeah, that, that was big. I gave them a plus for that just for the pure comedy of it. No, I didn't like that. You didn't like it? <laughs> Dumb bloody refs, honestly. Yeah, I was, wasn't happy that day. I'm a Houston day. fan. Not, I, I don't you, go you for like them, them, but I like them. Yeah. Token fan. Yeah, <laughs> I, I think um, next year if they get DeRozan's name off the books with his huge contract, um, they've probably got a few young pieces, as you were saying, Lonnie Walker, Murray White. Purtle coming up. Purtle, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah so they're, they're set up well for the future, but wasn't their year. If you could get off all three of them, imagine that. You'd be laughing with the cap space and you've yes. still got these players. Um, what do you reckon, re-sign Bellinelli? Get him back. Are uh, you coming back next season? Uh, <laughs> oh, um, little inside yes, joke. Yes, good, good, good. Uh, let's cap it off with our last team, Lee, the Utah Jazz. I gave them a B plus. Okay. B plus, right? I gave them a C plus. I gave them a C plus too. You kickstart this one, Lee. They played great with the exception of um, with the exception of the COVID ordeal. Actually, I'm going to bring them down a B just because the chemistry was all out of whack there. Mm. Okay, well, I gave them a C plus. I predicted them as the number one seed, and I thought with the the team they had, they were just going to just run through the regular season. Um, but they didn't, and I thought Mike Conley really, really struggled. He was not the player he was in Memphis, and he looked better when he came back um, into the bubble. But for the regular season, I thought he was poor. Um, I think Jordan Clarkson was a great punch off the bench, and you know, a perfect sixth man to have. Um, but the whole COVID thing was, I gave them a downgrade for that with, you know, if Rudy Gobert didn't kind of start it, someone was going to start it. Yeah. But the way he kind of went about it with the touching of the mics and that whole fiasco, the disharmony in the locker room, I gave them a knock for that. Um, and the fact they blew a 3-1 lead, I think, mm. is a big downgrade as well. Mm. You know, yeah. when yeah. you're in that position, you know, nine times out of ten, you're going to get up at 3-1, and they blew it. Yeah. Donovan Mitchell, though. Huge plus for him. Again, like Jamal Murray kind of started to assert himself in that superstar kind of tier. Yep. Yep, I agree with everything you said. Um, I won't repeat too many things, but I, I just thought they would be better than they were in the end. Yeah. Um, and obviously the whole coronavirus situation um, was a real sour sour note on their season, affected team chemistry to an extent. Um, I'm not going to lie, I thought their depth was better at the start of the season. But once a few people went down, they kind of got found out when you had, yep. you know, Tony Bradley, Georges Niang, Myoni, um, all these household names coming <laughs> in. It kind of, they weren't as deep as I thought they were. No, no. Okay. Yes. Oh, well. Just, so, pa- just passable. Just passable. So yeah. there concludes our Western Conference uh, gradings, guys. We would love for you, we'll put up something during the week as we did last week. Let us know how you think we went. Um Again, for the most part, we were pretty, you know, all around the same bar- ballpark 
apart from probably the Clippers. Mm. Uh, that was a big point of, uh, I guess, debate. contention. Yes, yes, <laughs> yes, yes, yes. But uh, in, thoroughly enjoyed doing that. Very good. Uh, looking ahead to next week, we are going to have a mailbag episode. Oh. What a treat that's going to be. So we'll put up some stuff during the week. We'd love for all of you to get your questions into us. They can be basketball, non-basketball. Ask us what the meaning of life is, if you like, and we will answer with appropriate gusto. But uh, we're looking forward to answering all your questions next week, so get them in. Um, yeah, continue to stay up to date with all the socials, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, Twitter, TikTok. Plenty of fresh and exciting content coming up regularly on them, as well as continuing to hit the subscribe button, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to the podcast. That's just muscle memory for you, it now, is, isn't, isn't it? it? Now it is. It's just um, reel it off at ease. Yeah, you know when you're driving from one place to another, yes, and you get there and you're like, you, you don't remember driving. Yeah, it's kind of like that. Like, yeah. I, I can't remember what I said thirty seconds ago. But. So what does that mean for podcasting? Oh, good or bad, who knows? <laughs> who knows? I'll know once I listen to it back. <laughs> Do you fellas have anything else you want to get off your chest, Lee? Ah, uh, not for me. Yeah. Okay. Well, on to the mailbag segment next next week looking forward to it it's going to be a huge one we're looking forward to it guys get all of those questions in DM us or hit up our email at thedailydribble23 at gmail.com that is still fit and firing so get those questions in see you later guys oh, that, that's you signing out now yeah latest beautiful <laughs> latest Rose you've signed yeah. out have you you've yep. clocked off for Catch today yep. beautiful guys see you later love you bye Shout out to Daily Chip, that was true. You gon' have to go ahead and see what they knew. That was all the time, it ain't no Roma City news. We gon' make it drop, 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 time.